Good afternoon. It is um, Sunday afternoon, almost 5 p.m. And I was thinking about what to do for this, the second episode of the podcast. And I'm thinking to myself, let's talk a little bit about how how new people break into the software industry. How do they become software developers? Now, this is a big subject. And what I've seen over the past few years, actually, is that um, it is quite difficult to to get your first job. Now, there are a number of ways in which people try to make this uh, switch from something else to development. I'm not talking here about graduates who have a, a number of options at their disposal and uh, quite a few support programs for that. But I'm talking about people that want to change their career you know, let's say you're 28 or 30 years old, you've been doing something and then you decide, okay, do you know what? I want to try my hand at this because it pays well, because there's a good life, uh, work-life balance and because there's something I might be good at. How would you do it? So one way that I've seen so far is that people go to a bootcamp and there might be some that are free, some cost quite a bit of money. So I've seen both. And by bit of money, I mean a bit of money talking from like, 10,000 to maybe $20,000 uh, uh, or something like that. Um, and the experience after that is that it is very difficult to actually get the first role once they uh, graduate, let's say, from these boot camps. In, in some cases, I've seen people, and I'm connected to people on LinkedIn, who have been searching for their first job for almost a year, sometimes even more. And at some point, they do get it, which is great. Actually, it might be a good idea maybe to see if I can get one of them um, onto the podcast one day, which I probably will. Uh, but today is a bit of a more just, just like a self-chat, let's say. And now, I've been in, in this industry for about um, 15 years, probably a bit more. And my own path started very differently. Uh, I remember I was, I was working in a... Um, a retail uh, place, uh, sort of like a gas station kind of thing, uh, Summerfield, if anyone remembers that. And I was doing night shifts, and I, I'd been there for about a year doing night shifts. I was 30-something, 32, 33 years old at the time, expecting, uh, uh, my wife was expecting children. And I was thinking, okay, not making that much. Job was okay, to be fair, but like I said, it wasn't making that much. And after one night of doing night shifts, I, I remember like it was yesterday, I was thinking, I was stacking up shelves, I'm thinking to myself, what the heck am I doing here? Why am I wasting my time instead of doing something else? Because you see, I've become used to a certain way of life, it, it became convenient, and I think that's probably the most dangerous thing that you can do. Whatever you do, it gets convenient, and making the switching impossible, because once you get home, you've got other things to do. Maybe you, I don't know, maybe you watch a, a movie, for example, or maybe you, you play a game, or maybe you go outside and do something else. But the point is, you're not investing that time in yourself. You're not developing yourself. You're not preparing for something else. So I realized that, and I thought to myself, do you know what? Screw this. I'm not going to do this anymore. So I remember the very next morning, this was a Sunday night, uh, I went to my, my manager and I said, that's it, I quit. And the notice period was about a week. That was it. That was I was quite lucky with that. Just one week. Um, and at that point, I started to look for other jobs which got me closer to the software industry. It wasn't a straight move. I didn't switch from that straight to a uh, software development job. No, I've been through another couple of jobs before that. I've, I tried IT recruitment. 
Um, I only lasted about three months because I was terrible at it. I didn't like it. It was all about calling random people that did not want to hear from you. I said, okay, this is not for me. Um, and then I went to another place. It was more like an HR company and they had a software product. So I started by building things into the product and getting used to a bit more code. It was a bit of ASP. It was a bit of SQL. Um, it was my introduction basically to to a more serious job, uh, job in this field. Um, and after that, I got my first um, uh, job. How did that happen? Let's see, how did that happen? Um, I built a game, uh, Yahtzee specifically. So I built that for my wife so she can play it. And she did play it on the computer for a while. Um, it was built in, in um, Visual Basic, I believe, yes. An, an older version we're talking about 15 years ago or so, or even more actually. Um, but the point is, I had well, it, while it wasn't amazing, the code wasn't brilliant at all. It was probably quite terrible. If I would look at it now, I'd probably start laughing. But the point is, it was actually working. It was a fully functioning game, which worked well. And it did everything. It did all the point calculation. It allowed you to play um, with other people as well, with terms and all that kind of stuff. Um, and it took me quite a bit of time to do it. But I did it. And uh, then I started to apply for, for roles. And I remember sending hundreds and hundreds of CVs. Uh, trying to get interviews and um, I got one uh, the, the, the interview was about um, the game I presented the game I showed it running um, I had it on a on a, a CD at the time <laughs> not a USB drive or anything like that I would make things easier now it was on a CD so they had to put it on um, on a computer um, unzip it run it and see what happens and it worked and uh, uh, we talked about the code a little bit and that basically gave me my, my, my first chance that's how I got my first job. And then I spent a little bit over two years in that particular role. Um, but I remember I was working like crazy. Um, and that means extra hours, evenings, weekends, anything. I had in my mind this idea that I had to get two years of experience and that would make my life going forward easier and getting these type of jobs easier. And that was absolutely correct. So after two years in the field, um, it became a lot easier to actually get the next role because, you know, I already had the experience. Okay, so now let's see, we've gone on a, on a huge discussion um, outside of the purpose of the podcast. So let's go back. So what do I see now? Um, you have people that finish a bootcamp, look for jobs, nothing happens. They might have built a project, um, but something is missing, right? So I think we, we need to dig a bit deeper into this and see why, why is that happening? Um, if you look at the other side, the companies who look to employ um, these people, right? They want experience. That always, that's always been the case. They want to see experience. They want to see something that you've done. If you could be like a junior entry-level developer with two years of experience, that would be perfect. But of course, such people don't exist. You have this, uh, this, this uh, egg and a chicken problem. You can't get the experience because you can't get the job. But you're not going to get the job until you have the experience. So how do you solve it? Uh, so I've, I've explained how I solved it, and I think that's probably the best way to go about it. Bit something that works and show it. Um, and also, it doesn't have to be something amazing, but you also have to identify a company that is in a position to, uh, to offer a, a role for a junior developer, because that's basically um, what it takes. Now, junior developers require a lot of attention and a lot of support, and I think that's where most companies... Uh, a struggle and they either don't know how to do it they don't have the manpower to do it or they simply don't want to do it 
they're thinking, do you know what, if I'm going to pay someone a decent salary, I, I expect something in return. And that's fair, right? That's business. Um, but at the same time, if we don't help prepare the junior developers, well, where are we going to get the people to actually fill in all these roles that we have available now? And this isn't new. We've always needed software developers uh, for as long as I can uh, remember in this industry. There's always um, uh, been a shortage of, of developers of all kinds, right? So if we if we don't do something to support people coming into the industry, then this problem is never going to get solved. It's simply going to get worse because, you know, you get more companies, more products are being built, more things are being done, while the number of developers doesn't actually grow that much. So what would I say to someone? If someone was to come to me now and say, okay, look, I want to get into the industry. And I have actually done this before uh, with a few people. And it went okay. Um, if I were to come into the industry, what would I need to do? How would I make myself look appealing to, to someone? And the only thing that I would say, um, do as much as you can and build something that works. It could be anything. Again, um, maybe you want to build an application that would help you in some sort of manner. Uh, I don't know, whatever, whatever it is that you're doing. But the point is you must have something to show, something real that goes beyond just a uh, basic um, uh, HTML page, for example, you have to have, if you go, for example, for a backend role, you, you want to become a, a backend developer using, let's say, .NET, which is uh, a very nice language, part of a very nice framework, then you want to build something decent. Maybe you want to build, I don't know, an API. Maybe you'd build something simple, like here's a weather API, and I'm going to show on the map, and you select where you are, and that goes and makes some calls, and then displays whatever, you know, what the temperature will be like tomorrow. I don't know, something like this. This is a very trivial example, um, but you know, something real with even a small amount of usefulness to someone. If you're a front-end developer, you might be looking at other things. You might need to know a framework. So let's say you want to learn a bit of JavaScript. Maybe you want to do a bit of styling. Um, maybe you pick up something else and you build something that looks pretty, but it also does, that's the important one, it does something. It's not, not, it's not just a static, beautiful page with some information, but nothing else. So. Building a game, for example, in JavaScript is a perfect way to do that, I would say, or any kind of application that you want to do. So that would be my advice. Build something build something uh, real. And then the other thing that I would say is don't just go for, um, for any kind of role. Don't just send CVs everywhere. Target your search, basically. Maybe keep an eye on, on LinkedIn or Twitter or whatever and see if you can find people who um, have messages of support for new people coming to the industry. Because if you do that, the chances are you might find those companies um, who are prepared to actually do this and support you and take on a new developer knowing fully well what to expect. It's all about who you know, basically. It's all about who you know and what you do. Um, if, if all you do is apply to a role, then you're no different than 150 other people who might be doing the same thing. If you look at any role on, on LinkedIn, you'll probably see that there are tens, if not hundreds of applications for a specific role, and most of them are not even gonna be read, or all of them. None of them is gonna be read, basically. So you have to go the other way. You identify the people, you see where they work, maybe have a chat with them, Maybe you ask them for a bit of help. Uh, maybe you ask them for some ideas. And that's what you do. Now, 
another thing to to consider is to focus the search a little bit more and what i mean by you, what i mean by that is that you could say it's all about volume and response rate but what i would argue is about the quality so you start doing what i said before which is targeting people but then you also keep an eye on job postings from different companies and once once you see a job posting that you like don't apply to it instead research the company and find some people that work there what you want to do is create a connection with someone who works there whether they are part of the recruitment process or not it doesn't matter because most companies have a referral system in place which means that they're happy to pay their their own people a certain amount of money let's say you might get if you're in uk maybe you get two and a half thousand maybe three thousand pounds if you bring someone in okay so those people are actually incentivized to help someone so that's another way of doing this but you see everything boils down to people connections not just applying to roles and today is a lot easier you've got social media you've got several networks where you can find these people and you can find these companies it's not just linkedin this twitter as well and more than likely other places that i'm not aware of um, so that's what you need to do um, and then you might even maybe build up a small community of, of um, new people who want to break into the industry maybe you have a discord chat for some for example and you exchange ideas and you support each other and that's kind of how it works it's all about uh, people it's all about connections uh, so i'm hoping this might might actually help um might actually help someone um, there is another another aspect that i want to touch on as well um, i'm not sure if if this is the right, the right way to go about it so let, let's think about for a second this is about what you call yourself you finish the bootcamp and what do you call yourself and i've seen a lot of people they call themselves full stack developers and i think that's part of a, the problem is if you start applying to roles straight away and your your profile your cv whatever says i'm a i'm a full uh, full stack developer um, and i can do all these things then you go to the interview they have a chat with you and they decide well actually you know what you don't have the experience to call yourself that okay now are you likely to find a job that specifically requires junior developers or entry-level developers yes yes there could be some but probably not very many so i'm thinking maybe part of the high failure rate is this as well it's the um, inability to match the requirements of a company with what's been offered uh, by someone who's just trying to to break into the industry I think this is one of the reasons that contributes to a, to a high rate of, of failures. You go to an interview, you're given a test, you have a discussion with someone, they ask you a few questions, and then you fail miserably. Maybe. Or just the interview had a bad day and, and you had no chance anyway. Because uh, as with everything else, it's all about people at the end of the day. And interviewers have good or bad days anyway. Um, so hopefully, I'm hoping these things might actually help someone um, someone in this position so I'm, I'm going to try at some point in the future to to get one or two people so we can have a conversation about this and not make it just the one-sided angle but I was trying to think because I'm seeing so many of these situations on LinkedIn you know I'm looking for a job um, I can't find anything maybe I'll take on something else maybe I'll just go back to what I was doing you know uh, I can't afford to do this anymore and that's fair and that kind of stuff surprises me especially when I know that there's so so much need of people in the industry we, we all keep saying that we need new people we need more people there's not enough and yet we don't do enough to support them 
Um, so yeah, I think I'm probably going to stop rambling now. Um, thank you very much for the attention. And if you have any comments, this, this will be posted on LinkedIn and uh, uh, YouTube, obviously. Um, I would be interested to hear some uh, comments. If you have some comments, something today you can share from your personal experience, uh, please do so. Um, I will read all the comments and respond to each one individually. Until then, uh, thank you very much and see you next time.